0: Right, this is going to be the newest episode of the Best Damn League show. So, of course, I have to start by telling you about Frisbee! 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 Frisbee. You might. Th- what are you talking about? Well, luckily, unlike the Matrix, which Morpheus claimed no one could actually be told about, they had to see it for themselves. You don't. You can allow me with my articulation and showmanship skills to actually tell you what the phrase pipe is. The PhrasePipe.com is a company that sells bongs, bubblers, dab, and oil rigs. They have all different types. They have one that's like the twin turbine with like two water things in it. Basically, the main selling point is when you smoke weed, it's obviously annoying, isn't it, that you have to cough a bit, wheeze, like you have that heavy smoke, especially actually if the weed's really good, sometimes it's really strong the smoke, isn't it? So rather than have to pull up with that to enjoy the THC, the freeze pipe has a section in it which is food safe and you can take that glycerin chamber you put it into the freezer section for just an hour, when it comes back it cools smoke by over 200 degrees Fahrenheit and I don't even know what Fahrenheit is because I come from a real country and basically it <laughs> allows you to just enjoy all the chemicals without the annoying smoke, it'll be all cool and smooth at that point in time, if you would like to try one, how about going to thefreezepipe.com and using the code LFN for 10% off? They also have vape pens if you want to avoid smoke entirely, and if you prefer to smoke a joint or a blunt, they have a blunt tip, a little thing you put for 20 minutes into the freezer section. has a similar effect. There you go, thanks to the freezepipe. Yeah, and
1: you guys might be thinking that... Come on. Some of those BDS drafts, Freeze must have go. been off the pipe okay. <laughs> with how you're okay. drafting versus BDS, but actually that was not Freeze, that's Nightshare. You have to remember there that go. they're different people, so yes. just, that, that's a distinction that must be mentioned at the beginning of the show.
0: Exactly, yeah. Right, here's the thing. I just want to start like this, Dom. You know what? We're going to stick to our strengths, Tom. That's the thing I've learned in life. Is like, <laughs> yeah, you shore up your weaknesses a bit, you know, you work on them, but you're always going to have your sure. strengths. Your strengths are what get you to the dance, as it were. So I'm just going to start out with haterism. Can you believe that? Can you believe I'm going to start on a negative and maybe rant about someone? Because, mate, I've, okay. if, if people watch this show for the last year... They will know that I'm actually, like, I can be really variable on Chasey from Mad Lions, the top laner, right? Like, there were times I actually did think for the first, like, split and half. Sometimes he did have good games. Like, he actually, in my opinion, he clearly can play carry champions. He can get ahead in lane. He can be good. But, mate, this series they just played against fucking G2. That first game might be one of the most... like That should be investigated for fixing or something. That was outrageous how bad that was. That was one of the most
1: disgusting performances because you have to also consider it's not just the performance in-game, right? Like, sure, he played Jax to Cassante, which is a counter matchup. It's the fact that the whole draft is predicated on that Jax counter pick to Cassante. That is the fifth pick. That is why everyone else is blind picking so that he can get this pick and actually dominate a Cassante lane. And the ways that he died, it literally looked like the first week of LEC. Week one of LEC when everyone was getting knocked into the yeah. turret. It was just that bullshit again. How the fuck is that happening in, in a fight? In like, the, what? The, this is technically like the loser semi-finals or something? How is that happening? Like, it just oh, it man, seems impossible. Or winners finals? Like, think, how is, like, can that happen?
0: Like you're saying, you would think this is like week one of Cassante release or something, mate. Like, yes. th- the maddest was when they managed to die on that 1v2. Like, the minimum that happens there in any normal games, you kill them or he gets away. Like, they managed to actually get the worst possible outcome when they both got killed. Like, I can't even believe they can. Fallen for that, dude. This actually looked no joke like one of those the Bounce FFS videos where he figures out some trick with a champion like that where he can just knock him under the tower and he just does it on like unsuspecting noobs that don't know this interaction exists. But this is a sure. fucking upper bracket final of the LEC after a whole year of this champion. Like I, I thought that game was mental, and I have to say, here's why I'm gonna be an actual complete hater. It wasn't just that one game and we can we'll forget about that. I actually think in this team, Dom, he isn't the worst player. I don't know about that. You could debate that. I don't think he's the worst player, but I do. I don't think he does not fit this Mad Lions team at all, mate. Like, if he he's not the worst player, who
1: is the worst player at I this you, point?
0: No, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, there's times where like, you El know, you played like crap sometimes. And sometimes sure. it sangs a bit. Whatever. Like, he's I, I not
1: always the worst player, but he's. I don't think here's the thing. Is the worst player.
0: No, but here's the difference. He isn't like what Armut was, where Armut was just like clearly a bad player who like they yeah. let stick around for some reason. But the problem I have with this is I actually think he's totally inappropriate, even for like the side of the team in terms of gming. Like, dude, this guy quite clearly needs to play like strong side all the time. He needs to actually have all his picks, I can't say. And he needs to be on, like, whatever. if he wants a to pick, he has to have a Renekton pick. Like, the, the idea he can be, like, a weak side top laner and play in this squad, I don't think he can, man. I don't think he fits the team. Like, even his strengths don't seem to help. Like, and, and like I say, that game one, I know it's just one game, but fucking hell, that was bad. Man, that was really bad. That was one of the worst games I've seen in a while from one player.
1: The weird thing about Chasey is that like the interactions that he falls for are like so fucking basic. So the Cassante interaction was horrible, right? Like that happened twice. I don't even blame El Yoya on that 1v2, by the way, because as a jungler, like your whole draft is about this Jax getting ahead and you have to then, like, try something to get him I ahead. wasn't on like Sijuani. Like you
0: can carry the game on your own. you got to help him. you yeah. got to get your lanes ahead.
1: Come yeah. on. So that's fine. That's fine. I'm not blaming you. Elioy. Yeah, chasing the all the blame. That's even there.
0: fine, mate. If he hadn't fucked up and got hooked into the tower,
1: they would have just gone away without dying. It would have been fine. It wouldn't have be been any sure. big problem. Exactly. My my other problem was that, that game where he was playing Renekton versus Swain, where he had a big lead, and he sees yeah. that Swain bu- builds a rally's first. And anyone that's played this matchup or just understands how Swain works conceptually with ult is you have to save at least one of your dashes to get out of the ult. You cannot just all in him because he's just going to drain you forever. So you need to actually try to bait out the ult and leave. And he was like double dashing into Swain and then Swain's just solo killing him in a game where he actually had a lead. So like his knowledge of interaction seems way off compared to like, I guess, how good of a player he is mechanically. Cause
0: that's a sad thing, like I say. I I'm trying to actually make it fair. Like I actually do think he has skill Storm. I even think he clearly, if like here's the joke if you just put him on like the worst LPL team and they had to let him just play a strong side, he could actually be an all right player, mate. He wouldn't be bad. But like I say, I don't think he fits Mad Lions at all, especially not without some of the other ones play, mate. Like like there's another one on paper well, who does I fit actually, Mad Lions. That's the problem. On paper well, the only the joke is the only person is Kazi as far as I can tell. Kazi actually seems to have a great time. <laughs> he seems to be pretty good, yep. even like fair player. This Thanks is the one that. team I've ever seen where it makes sense the other one as well is this like mate I know Elio's contract ends at the end of this year bro he just needs to leave this team because it's like he's tanked his own game playing on this team like who even is this guy anymore this guy for real even this year for like the first two splits I thought he was he was absolutely one of the best players in the whole league like he's just a fucking Mm -hmm. super good player it seems like his game's really gone off the boil now
1: I think it's just a really bad meta for him. Like, when you think about when when he's been his best, he plays, like, these bruiser ganking junglers, and now you're just in tank versus tank meta. And I would say that jungle this season was probably at, like, the lowest amount of skill that it's ever been at. If you think about the picks that have been meta the whole time, I mean, you're, you're watching sure. Ivern being first picked, right? It's nice. like Ivern, Rel, Sejuani, Maokai. That's, like, 90% of the fucking jungle. Then you go back to spring. Maokai was Maokai has been broken literally the entire fucking yep. year. And I feel like El Yoya can't really prove that he's a better player like not only were there like changes in the jungle so like jungle it, like at the beginning of the season you couldn't invade because they, they had the, the camp um, experience reduction which was so fucking stupid don't get me started on that bullshit so that hurt his game and then now he's just in a tank meta so it's like the whole year he just can't play to his strengths because his strengths like don't exist in the game right now it, it, it's really fucked up for, for him to play jungle and I think just in, in general like the team is fine I mean they're probably top two I expect them hey, they're off. gonna beat beat Fnatic it's just I don't see how they're going to do anything when they get internationally I, I don't see how it's going to look different from MSI it just feels like they're super capped in terms of what they've worked on and the level that they've got to
0: first of all I'm actually with you I also think they're going to beat Fnatic like Fnatic snuck through these fucking two series and they could absolutely be in the last place not even at Worlds it's a viable possibility but even more so I, I'm even more worried than that Dom like forget Worlds if they go to the final Mad Lions and rematch G2 it's going to be the same again they're going to have another couple of games where they just speed <laughs> it into it. It should be worse. And, and then I'll it's tell you the worse. thing that kills me the most, right? One of the props I actually thought people gave XL before the season finals that I actually did agree with is actually their macro looked half decent, man. They sort of had it figured out. How can Mad Lions macro be this bad? Bro, they've had the same lineup all year. Some of these players are even mega veterans. Like, mate, Niski, Hillersang. Like, how can our macro be bad? Like, this team just seems like I don't even, I can't even trust them to win a game. Cause you know, everyone's looking, dominant. saying like a bit, they're trying to like make Mad Lions conflate them with G2. Like, well, maybe they can just accelerate the game and get ahead early against an Asian team. It's like, how are they going to close it out? They're going to have to essentially be against a team who can't well, team fight late and they're not going to be able to close it out. Like, they're so fucking, we literally should.
1: Game one versus T1. Yes. They, they had, like, a fucking 10k gold lead or some shit. Or, like, it felt like yes. they had a 10k gold lead. Hillisong Pike was all over the place. They are up, like, at least 10 kills. And then they just don't know what to do. They don't know how to, like, squeeze the team out or force the team into a bad decision. Their macro is, like, start the Baron. <laughs> and they just start, and then it's like, oh, shit, they're coming in. What do we do? Do we turn like, oh, fuck. Like, I guess we shouldn't have started the Baron there. And then they just all die and the game's over. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 tough to watch, but I can kind of understand, like, how they end up in that situation with the players they have like, they don't have, like, bait players, you know? Like, they don't have players that are like, ooh, yeah. like, wait for them to walk into, or like, sit on this flank and, like, hold your position. Like, all their players are really fucking aggressive. Everyone's they cool see someone, they yeah. just want to fucking yes. kill them, right? Like, that's just how they, they are as people. So, I, it makes sense why their macro looks like this, but it's just not a recipe for success against, like, top-tier teams.
0: Because I actually think they're in a really tough spot, Dom. Like, I'll give you this analogy, because you, you might actually be able to appreciate it, because I know you follow the NBA. I always say the NBA is the best example of a sport where you can get into what I call GM purgatory. And it's when you have a team that makes the playoffs every year, but they can't win. They're not actually good enough to go to the finals and win. They might, you probably can't even go to the finals. But you can always make the first or second round, and then you lose, let's say, every time, like, second round, like, in five or six games. Because the yeah. problem with that is... You can if, just say the 76ers. Could even be them. Could, like, there's loads of teams people know historically. <laughs> yeah, in fitness, yeah. bill Clippers famously. Like the real mm-hmm. problem with these teams is you're like just good enough that if you fuck up, you can keep the same lineup and hope it gets better. But you're not actually good enough to be as like the the elite team. And I think Mad Lions is right in that spot here, mate. Because like I say, the crazy thing is, even now when you look at the roster on paper, it's a pretty good roster, mate. Like, these are pretty good pieces. Even some of the big names are yeah. actually still like legit big names, but there's something about how they fit together. Like, it just has never fully come off, if you know what I mean. I know they had the fluke run where they won the LEC or whatever. I don't know, mate. I don't really buy
1: it. It's, I don't it's buy not it. even like a title. Like, I mean, we, we've we had this discussion, like yeah. winning one of these three splits doesn't even feel like a title, you know? So. I, th- I think it's weird because, sure, they feel like like they're capped out. Like, they can't actually be the best team. But at the end of the day, if they're the second best team, it's like, what, what do you do in that situation? Because, like, by definition, in LEC, they are elite. They're not elite they are, the same yes. way like yeah. Fnatic and G2 were back in the yes. day. But they're elite in terms of, like, they're, they're the, one of the highest-placing teams consistently. I mean, they've been the highest-placing team, yeah. team outside of G2 consistently.
0: If you just look at the placements, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: O- over the course of it, so... I think it really just depends on like if that's good enough. Like, do do they want to be one of the teams that just goes to internationals? I mean, they want a title. Maybe they can sneak a title every now and then. But you know, for a lot of these teams, the way that they make their money is going to internationals and being able to like show their brand on, on the biggest stage. So I feel like they're going to be very careful to not fuck up what they already have because the worst thing you could do is make one change and suddenly your team ends up like fucking coy or something.
0: I have a question for you then. What if you were to make a change? I don't mean the literal who the player would be, but like, is there like a is there something you would add to this team that could maintain a lot of the strengths, but then add like, is like, would you want like a super stable? I don't know ADC or top lane. Like, would there a specific type of a thing you would add to this team to make them better? Just good. Weeks I mean, I think the old, maybe, What would you
1: do? It's it's really hard. It's really hard, right? Because like a weak side top laner, I feel like a weak side top laner could be scary with this team because. Nisky is also kind of like a weak side mid laner, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't want to just dominate the lane. And if you end up with somebody who's like slowly losing lane top and then mid is also like not winning lanes super hard, then you can only really play through one lane and it just ends up being like there's not enough pressure on the map to actually do anything. So I think that is is a little bit scary um, for me to add a weak side top into this team. I feel like this is the hardest question because like maybe they could do with a more volatile jungler. Like, okay. obviously, like, El Yoye... They
0: might lose him, yes. They might need to new jungle, okay.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about what Nisqy's strengths are, is he makes a jungler, like, super-powered. He always elevates the level of a jungler. So if you can get, like, a really, like, high-ceiling jungler that, like, wants to fucking take over the, the, the game, like one of those, like, bulldog-type players, and you okay. pair him with Nisqy, that could be something that, that, that would give them, like, a you little bit of a... You.
0: Would you take this edge. trade, then? What if we trade Razork for El Yoya? I was thinking Bo. You're, you're still, okay, Fucking it off. You, you're still bringing him yeah. back. To be fair, by the way, I will say, I also agree. Yeah. He has, to me, he's got the obvious eye test Vetheor treatments. Like, just put him in a different team. Put him in a different team, he'll be good again.
1: I, I would put Bo in I this team. A I team with a good environment? Because the, the thing is like, I want Bo in a team where everyone like knows he's the, the fucking GOAT. You right. know, like they're like, all right, just get like just play right. around him. Like he's gonna fucking yes. win the game, like he's a beast, you know? And I feel like Matt is the right environment for it to not be like, oh, like you made a mistake. Oh shit, like maybe we should like back off the strategy. Oh. We can't all in Bo. Maybe we need to play some more Malkai." Like I want him in a team that, you know, will play to his strengths, and I think that Mad Lions would play to his strengths. I think I think Hilly Niski would love to play with a player like that. Yes. He would love to play with like a fucking just beast player that they could just like fight yeah, the all way. the time around.
0: How are you going to criticize Bo if, for being too aggressive if you've got sign on your team? Like, you're right, in some ways, like, he's already got the green light if he joins the team. Like, it's no problem. It's like, we're yeah. all going in anyway. In fact, yeah, actually, I actually they, think that the probably would even be appropriate because that is the one thing, if you think about Vitality, that I guess now in hindsight does make sense that they failed is like realistically, Opset's not a fucking all in player like that, guys. Like, he is the guy who's looking for his angle and be careful. He can't be, like, in some ways, maybe Mad Lions, because they are just a super all in squad who just follow up everything that probably would be the dream team for board. just tell him you've got the green light do whatever you want do all the solar queue shit and we're just going to follow up that could yep. even be good it's not a bad I, show I-
1: I am not in the camp where I think Bo is just, like, a bad, irredeemable player. I know people, like, want to to, to fucking, like, sell the Bo stocks and everything. I am buying the Bo stocks right get now. Them, Here's what's
0: weird as well, Dom. I actually can at least Look, I don't understand it since I don't vibe with it, but I get why people hate upset and perks. The short version is this, guys. Because perks won a lot, he's very khaki, so people don't like that. Even though, by the way, I would actually say it's a sign of insecurity in you. If you think people who have accomplished a lot shouldn't be like, I've accomplished a a lot like i get it when i i also get it when people talk shit when they don't do anything yeah the upset one as far as i can tell is just because we've compared him to mighty e lord reckless and people have won the championship and he hasn't won that right those ones at least have a logic to them. i don't you even mean, get aside from the input angle why do people hate on board even seems like a, like it's really cool personality obviously like his mad skills potential he was supposed to
1: be really good he was supposed to like win lec be oh, like that's why they hate on me me right okay yeah yeah that's what it is i mean it's 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 one of those things where it's like you got to choose who you hate, it, like on a team like Vitality. You can't they're, like they're clearly not all irredeemable dog. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, who are you betting on? Like, who is the player that is actually like not good? That That is that is not playing well anymore. That That's what you have to pick. I, I don't think it's all of them. I could easily see, and it could just be also that the team is just not functioning. I mean, when you think about like also upset having to lane with Kaiser, I mean, this is Kaiser's worst year ever. Oh, easily by far, like by far, it's his worst year ever. And I think that that also, like, limits the team. Like, when you have no support jungle synergy, when you have no support AD carry synergy, like, where are you getting your leads? Like, support is such an important role. And then also, you have to... Like, the the point that I made about why the, the, you know, the meta is bad for El Yoya, that also applies to Bo. Like, these are not players that want to just be stuck on a fucking tank meta and, and just, like, have to just make the right play all the time. They want to have agency in the game. And, you know, like, there's just no agency in... Um. yeah, there's just no agency in, in Jungle right now. I mean, like, you can do things, but you're playing off other people. The Thor in DC? No, no, I'm here,
0: I'm here.
1: Okay. By yeah. the way,
0: I, I would even say, like, I actually do agree on the Jungle point. It's why, essentially, even though people are going to think we're haters, I still don't think Peach is good, guys. I don't even, like, I honestly, genuinely, pull Always up his good. games and show me what he's doing. Like, he as far as I can tell, by the meta. He, to me, he's like the definition of a player, Dom, where it's like, because it looks, I mean, he is, he's active all the time. Because he's doing something, people think he's doing something, if you know what I mean. But I don't think he is. I think essentially he just walks around the map, like half the shit he does <laughs> just irrelevant as far as I can tell, or just like needlessly aggressive and just draws people's attention. You he, these aren't even plays he's making. So to, I agree on the jungle one. I want to actually spin this and ask you, because everyone's seen that hilarious thing where Gumi Yushi compared all the different parts of her team to the fucking ramen, right, Dom? You know this thing yeah. where he did the usual pity party for radio. Like, oh, Roll doesn't even really mean anything. I want to just sit him down and go, Do you know who the fuck Rulu is, you moron? First of (laughs) all, Yushi, By your logic, if if the if the ADC is not that necessary, how have you inted so many motherfucking finals games, bro? Like, you're doing a pretty good job so by that logic, if it's not some necessary like if it's just the egg, that's like I'm about to eat some delicious ramen and you just put a load of rotten eggs in my life. Oh, fucking, you ruined the whole meal now.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna say he's like he's like a like, you want the runny yolk in the egg when you're having ramen? He's like like a hard-boiled egg in the ramen where it's like, what the okay. fuck? Like, this is just some, like, bullshit. Like, this is breaking apart. It's just terrible. So, yeah, I mean... Th-
0: Bro, I want to get your take on this, because when I watch the LPL, I mean, the obvious teams like BLG, bro, it's all about the ADC. What are we talking about? Like, if people don't know, the only reason Scout won MVP is because his team doesn't have as many good players, and he was really cracked out. In terms of the actual best player in the LPL, probably just his ruler. I don't even think it's that. Like, probably pretty hands down, right? I don't get this take. What do you think on this one? Like, I know ADC is a pretty famous role for whining about this, but I thought this was a weird one, because to me, this is the year of ADC, mate.
1: I mean i've always just thought that ad carry is an extremely strong role <laughs> like i just i feel like it's it's i don't think that the disparity like sure if the disparity in like top side and support is super fucking high of course but like that goes for literally any role in the game so i don't even buy that point i mean ad carries get strong pretty fucking quick now like you're strong on two items before maybe i think it, it could have been more valid when you needed like three items to get ie and like 60 percent crit but now ad carries are pretty fucking strong on two items like yep. they can do a lot in the game, so I just don't, I don't buy it. I think it's bullshit.
0: Especially because the mistake he made, as usual, is he didn't just talk about, like, problems with ADC. Dude, he had the actual goal to imply that, like, all the other roles except support are, like, the main thing in the game. Like, so essentially, Dom, let's just connect these two points. This motherfucker looks at the current meta of jungle and goes, "Uh, from ADC, he looks at the jungle meta and goes, huh, these junglers are more impactful than I am. Yeah.
1: What? He sees like, this jungler playing what? fucking Maokai, and he's like, yeah, I am going
0: to Popeye, Maokai, and fucking Senjuani, and you're playing like Zeri. Like, what? The fuck are you? You know, you be still in the game, bro. Like, man, that that's such a because you know what the problem with that, right? Is it's. So funny. I will give him credit. It's a funny analogy. Like, and it and it almost makes sense. But I thought it was I thought his actual point was ass. And then everyone was just loving his analogy. Like, like I even saw fucking my mate upset go on your stream and be like, I thought it was a good analogy, bro. That's just because you're in <laughs> PC and he's just basically like a layup in it. It's like they go into a yeah. room full for like single ladies. Like, hey, ladies, aren't men all just fucking pigs and obnoxious? It'd be like the fucking biggest. Layup of all time, what right? they're like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He knows what he's talking. about. Oh, also if you think about think like upset, just losing. I
1: know like the fact like he just came in tenth place. It's like do, it's like, do you want free excuses as to why this is not that's your fault? True, like true. you know, like this is just just one of those things where I like hearing it and I, I can't. I don't know, man. I, I just can't take it seriously because like me, he, he lost his team in the finals. Like and he's the one that lost his team in the finals. Like come on, bro. Just
0: pull up a picture of Kaiser. Actually, for Kaiser, I think literally he's like a, some dehydrated vegetables. But, uh, Jesus, bro. What the fuck? All I'm saying I is, touch look. all I'm saying is have a look. Does he look like he's healthy, you know, fed, moisturized, un- unbothered, living his best life? I don't think he does. By the way, on that topic as well, we'll do a big thing about Vitality. We'll go back to the other teams, but I will say on the Vitality one, me, this year might have just for real, like ended Kaiser's career. Because if you think about it, he was already like a bit sus last year, but he's sort of all right with the Unforgiven guy. Before that, he had Kazi, who, quite frankly, I'll even give it up to Kazi. I don't listen, he definitely, these players aren't static, they have up and down years. As bad as Kazi was in the past, I actually get the vibe now that did sort of work with Kaiser. They had, they had some sort of a synergy or understanding of each other. Because when I've seen Kaiser on his own with other players, every split, it feels like my opinion goes low. I used to think this guy actually had real potential. Mate. Once upon a time, yeah. he had those weird pockets. He looked like he could be really good.
1: Now he it looked like he could like be just like just the new for era way. of support. It, it, yeah. for like, there was a period where it looked like Trimby and Kaiser were just going yes. to like eclipse Mickey yeah. and Hilly and then they would just be the new era of like the best supports Yes, in LEC. Still that
0: shit was sealed now, though, Bit Like, I don't think anyone yeah, believes that sure. now. I don't even think he believes it, mate, which is the other sad thing. I even feel like he sort of realized something's fucked about his game, and he's just... I don't know if he's checked out, but it looks like it to me.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. It's really, like, weird to watch him play because a lot of the picks that he used to be good at, he's just, like, not really good yeah. at anymore. He used to kind of be, like, the engaged support guy. So you would think, like... I mean, that was the problem in spring, right? Or in uh, winter. In the winter split, everyone was playing these these enchanter supports he wasn't that good at them it was like nami lulu all this type of shit so then he started pulling out like nautilus then like that was his way of trying to like have relevance within the game and then we ended up in like a full engaged support meta and then he's just not able to like play anything again like i don't know it's it's very weird it's like so what what is what are you bringing to the team at this point because you're not specifically good in lane you're not playing team fights well you're not roaming what are you actually doing well that's that's my question with kaiser I
0: i need to ask you now which is, I look, I already did my whole like impassioned 20-minute rant, because you know like one thing, uh, this is why I am the eSports historian. Everyone else thinks, Dom, that stuff like MVP and All-Pro, they're like, why are you getting so bothered? It doesn't mean anything, it's just an award. The reason I get bothered, mate, is like I'm sure you do this every now and then for certain sports. I'm, if you're a fan of sports, bothered. one of the coolest things ever is the fact that, like, if you like basketball, there's basketball reference, and there's football reference, you can go to these sites and look up everything in the past. You can go look up how someone played in 1989, or who was the All-Pro player in the NFL 1993 you can go look this stuff up and if you're a modern day fan it gives you like a little bit of a window into like who was good then who was the best what's he- it right, like, bro i i've done my whole rant on it but i can't handle that it's what listen i'm actually with that mickey x being the mvp but the idea that all three of the main candidates are all from g2 <laughs>
1: are all on the same team
0: give me your thoughts on that that seems wild to even seems to me like it almost logically shouldn't be possible if you know what i yeah, mean how could exactly. they all be on one team
1: yeah, how could all the most valuable players like? It's not like they won every split. Like if they were like super oh, exactly. fucking dominant the entire time, it's like I, I would understand it. But it's like they're not. Even though they're winning, and it feels like they're the best team now, and they are the best team now, the way they win is not in a super dominant way. It's like because they win, you almost give them the pass. But when you examine their games, they don't look like the dominant team you expect them to be, week in and week out. So when when I look at like a team like this, also. Yeah, I mean the logical part of it is, if everyone on the team is that valuable, then then how would that be like? It, um, how could any of them be the most valuable? The whole team is just valuable. Like yeah. they're just they're removing value from each other. There's only there's only so much value to go around, yes. you know. Like unless you're super dominating the league. Um. So so when I was doing it, I would say that the other the people I was going to put in there would have been crowny and Yankos. That's a good one. Yep. And th- those are the two people where I p- would have put in the MVP discussion like second and third, probably Yanko's second, was third. The,
0: the one I said, that's the first name. After after Mickey X, shot should be the second name out of your mouth. like Because if you just look at the year, remember as well, we have to stop recency bias. Mate, the first two splits, this guy was money. He was even still fairly good at the end. The real problem is this, doc yeah. The last series he played was probably his worst. So everyone's just remembering that. like Bro, CrowdShot was cracked this year. He was really good.
1: Yeah, he was really good. He was top tier. This team is doing nothing without Crownie on that team. Like, you think that they're fucking one game away from winning a championship without Crownie on this team? It's literally impossible. Like, he's the he's the real deal. He's the one that's like the stable player. Everyone else is like a wild card on the team. They have some massive holes. Adam has the champion pool issues, Nuck has the champion pool issues, Shao has been mega inconsistent. They won games by having Crownie get super fed and being like, all right, he's gonna fucking carry the game when we get into these fights. Like, I I don't understand how he's not a a shout there. Like, I mean, Yike being an MVP candidate, it's just...
0: I want to talk about uh, that as well, man. Because there's another thing, right? This is where, again, we're never going to get the wind Dom. Just like we're we're all just going to be called haters of these players. Because... I I like Yike, but like... If you just take this out of the equation, I would actually now only have good things to say, Dom, especially because we haven't seen him at Worlds yet. Like, I would say this guy genuinely, every single split... Remember, he's a rookie still. Every split he has gotten better. And I actually do think by the time you get to the summer, you can make the case he was the best jungler. But MVP of the whole season. What are we talking about here, mate? Like, go and watch the first split they played, guys, in winter. Does that look like the MVP of the whole league? Really? Like... That's what he's doing almost for call. Like I say, every split he gets stronger and they give him more responsibility and he gets better. And actually, even sometimes G2 wasn't as strong in like the spring split, for example. Like, I can't buy that he's the second best player in the whole league, man. I don't know why that just sounds like a weird, like, that's like a narrative. But, vote, but it's not, not even second I mean.
1: best player, right? It's like second most valuable player. It's just like, it's a, it's a whole different thing. And like, I mean, come on, look at the team he's on. Like, he joined what was like the best team like he joined the 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 team that had been like dominating and he has like all these veterans around him and then if you look at, at how other people are playing like like BB's having like a fantastic fucking season finals. Like he is just dominating everyone well, in top. Well, this
0: season finals has been his time. He's been the King. Obviously oh, earlier yeah. in the year, fucking he like, had, the so best was the shit. like uh, we've already pointed out the actual best LEC player plays on fucking Yikes team in the other support. Like, give me a break. Like, like we're saying by definition, by the way, are you ready? I'll do this thing, Dom, where a sane person knows exactly what I mean. But to a moron, I've just said the worst thing ever by definition. Yike is one of the least valuable people on G2. Now what's great about that is it's. It's, it's obviously there's a finite amount of value goes around, so you understand what I mean. But to a moral, yeah. why I actually just said there, Dom, is he's really bad at the game. Yeah. I didn't, of course, but... In fact, the yeah. worst thing is, like I said about this segment, we don't even want to hate on the guy. But if you tell me he's the second most valuable in the whole league, I have to hate on him. Because as we just said, like, bro, again, how could... Is this even a debate? Like, look, I'm all for hypotheticals, countervacs. Factuals, like you know what, you've got a unique Jake LS, Tell me what it is. But I can't do the debate of like hmm, which one is more valuable this year, Crowny from BDS or Yike from. J-? That's not even a debate for me, mate. Like I wouldn't even know how to make the Yike side of the argument. Like, because to me, Crown Shot is played on a team where, like, you see it now at the end, boys, when they're exposed. Holy fuck is that team average on paper and in the server. It's basically just crown shot. And then when it was the other meta, like Labrov had a few good games. That's about it. Like beyond that, like Shio just is just withered on the vine. Nook is average as fuck. And Adam is just, the joke about Adam is, Bro, you played just as bad when you're on a bad team as when you're on a good team. I don't even think you played like you should just be in so lucky your whole life. Like this team is whack. I mean, is the only piece that like made them look good. I mean, just times. just
1: look at look at the players. Like Lebron was was a perpetual loser in LEC. He yep. was just somebody who just was a perpetual loser, low place like finisher in LEC until he played with Crowny. Adam and Knuckles, they're, they're 10th place from last year. Like, those guys were literally just 10th place. Like, we know that they're not fucking getting it done on their own. Like, the reason that they're now getting it done is because before they had X Matty, so they could get some leads, and then X Matty would just throw because he wasn't a good AD carry. Like, Crowny definitely throws sometimes, but he's definitely, but he is the player that you can rely on most of the time. He's one of the most reliable 80 carries in the league. And that's what transformed this team from like a just like cheesing, have to win early game team to actually a team where they can play out the entirety of the game they can get to late game they can win a game late game if they team fight well they actually have an insurance policy now and by the
0: way i'm just going to put it out there dom the idea that the last game we're going to play in this whole season adam give me the olaf fuck you i have to see you at worlds after that after that, because uh, you, you know what he's Dom, he's gonna do this at Worlds. Uh, Worlds, no joke. They are going to literally every angle pick Olaf and Darius. Like you can just tell. And they go, the worst thing is, I bet when they pick it, they're gonna have like that. Sh- they're gonna act like Darien from Old Gambit and have some like shit-eating grin. Like, <laughs> do they know? Do they know? It's like they don't <laughs> need to draw you, moron. Like you, you think that's like some secret tech that they don't understand in Asia? Like you're just gonna get fucking shit on. And the other thing that kills me about that is, like, yeah, Dom, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Adam play without teleport versus Asian teams that are gods of team fighting at Worlds like that's like a fucking recipe for disaster. It's just gonna be stuck in lane like a bozo when all the fights happen. Like this is gonna be garbage, mate. Yep. BDS. I, I mean, I actually I'm sort of with Peter. I do think they can beat Golden Guardians, but I almost hope they don't. You know what <laughs> I mean? I almost hope they don't. At this point, I don't yeah. want to see him
1: play. I mean, I think the thing that that, that was so funny about um, this game five that they got into was. I was on a call, right? I, I, I'm, I'm in the sack. I've got like perks there and like Yamato and everyone and we're talking about it. And Yamato and I say, BDS can actually like, BDS has a better draft. They win this game. They outrange. Okay. They win the game as long as Olaf and Rel don't go in. Olaf and Rel just have to not go oh, in God. and let Azir and Ezreal do work. If you let that that condition happen, they have a range advantage. They're going to end up winning this game. That That's what we say. It's, it's any- perks was like,
0: Adam's not going in on Olaf.
1: For like- yeah, exactly. And Perk, perks is like, it's like <laughs> yeah. I agree, they should do that, but they won't do that. They'll in cool. one time that and they'll cool. lose the whole game, and that yes. is exactly what happened. Like yes. he literally just it called is. it perfectly. Like you try just to, because you know you do like a lot of coaching. You go from like the analytical point yes. of view of like what should happen ideally, like what what are like the conditions yes. of all the champions, and you try to like structure it in a way that makes sense. And Birch just hit us like hit us with, oh, they don't have to engage. I agree, but they will, and then they just did, and they lost the whole game. <laughs> like it just was what it was.
0: Because the other side of that one as well is, like, as much as I'm bagging on BDS and Mad Lions, mate, (sighs) fucking fanatic, they just flip a coin and they're just average, or they're, like, slightly above average, like, every game. Like, mate, this team also has some big flaws in it. Like, it does look like if they draft well, they can be good. They can have some good performance. Even Humanoid had some good games. I I actually think, by the way, low-key... Mate, how I hope all the hate from Razok has gone now and never coming back, because this guy's actually just really good now, mate. Yeah, I think he's actually, again, this is another person who looks like split on split as they change changed the roster. Doesn't Razok just get better this year, mate? He actually looks pretty good to me. He's the one, like, the few bright spots I actually have on this team for me.
1: Yeah, I think work is solid. I think it's also it's it's also good that he's finding answers to to champions. He's giving his team a lot of advantage to that oh, it's, because it's
0: all the meta champions now, mate. Remember, he used to be like the fucking poppy one tree. He plays them all now. It's actually yeah. Really so, legit. I mean, he
1: plays the whole meta. But the, the the point that I'm making is that now that he can play Talia and Karthus into those meta junglers, and like no right. one else is essentially doing that, it's giving them a whole different angle. And then when when BDS is having to draft in in games like three, four, five, they're banning Talia Karthus every single game. Like that's yes. a jungle. Talia ban coming through every single time yeah that's huge for a team like that's so much value that you like you don't see in the game um but it's not like they ban his champions and then suddenly he's just dog shit like he then he just plays ivern and he's he's playing well o- overall so i would say oh, like he, he's he's extremely effective right now regardless of just the actual gameplay like his presence on the team is, is giving them a, a huge advantage in these series
0: because like for ex- in this particular one against BDS, look, I'll give them the leeway that obviously they didn't have their real top lane or you had the whole Wonder thing where like I actually do think people I don't know why people focused on that narrative so much. Wonder did exactly what I thought he would do, Dom. He'd come in, he's obviously not in his peak form, and he just played himself into form over the series. And by the time the series ended, he looked good. Yeah, he started off a little bit more dodgy, but like that's fine. Like that's all I can ask for. It's just the rest of the squad I'm a bit concerned about. Like <laughs> The problem with them is I still think they have mad potential, but they seem a bit the one-dimensional to me. I don't know what it is about this squad. I still think there's real potential. Like, jimby has got that mad champion pool. The Nor guy <laughs> yeah, I is mean,
1: good. He clearly is good. I mean, w- w- what I'm watching, like, w- w- what I'm seeing is, number one, we're seeing, like, what, was it five games of Renekton? Or uh, it was one game of Ornn and four games of Renekton? So, like, they don't have, like, the biggest champion pools, obviously, because, like, Wonder just joined the team three days before this. Um, but the other problem is that when they get a lot of the other like meta comps, they don't look good. Like they can't really play Jace. Uh the Tristana is fine. Like that's something that they can play. They can play Tristana as here. Well. They can't really play Jace. Um and they Obviously, don't have that, to that
0: highlight player. That was pretty sick, the humanoid highlight player yeah. where they wouldn't be I'll get that but that, was anyway, good. Good. that is just a ball of highlight. Fair play, it was cool. Like if that was from the LPL, we'd all be loving it. Come on.
1: Mm-hmm. But and then they also it doesn't feel like they also play like a lot of the, the niche bot lane picks that are really strong in LEC right now. So, for example, um the Cog Brom, right? That was how BDS yeah. got the first game in the series. They pull out the Cog Brom. Wasn't expected by Fnatic. That's like really good prep, really good drafting, gets you a free win on the board. Um, I just feel like they're they're kind of limited, like they don't play like the, the place where they actually have the picks is jungle. That's where they are able to gain advantage. But then those just get banned. And the Karthus also looks like kind of fake as well. Um, I think when teams study more for them, like Mad Lions, for example, I think that they've realized now that the Karthus isn't that OP if you remove the Tristana. And Tristana is a more normal okay. ban anyway. So I think that the angle that p- teams are going to do is they're just going to ban Tristana into them and then try to let Razor why, play Why Karthus? did the two because...
0: together become OP? What, 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 the Because
1: Karthus wants to be able to, like, you know, like full clear play the game and like Tristana just like wins every lane. Whereas right. Jace doesn't yeah. win the lanes like even though and so you want an ad plus ap you want the damage split to be fine that's point number one point number two is that tristana actually is able to like have pressure like you could invade raptors with it really easily um and it's just like first pickable uh and carthus wants to play with something like that whereas jace loses a lot of like the meta lanes like jace will lose to like Nico, for example okay. LeBlanc, like all these of these champions so yeah
0: Something to watch in the draft in the next series then. Basically, like, like, for example, you're looking for a draft where they're like the early pick, the Carthus, and then you just block the Tristana or you take it yourself, right?
1: I don't think you just ban Tristana on red side. Like, okay. that's what a lot of teams do. Just ban the Tristana. It's just a really OP pick. I think that generally you should just be banning like Tristana, Rel, like red side. They're just OP picks. Like maybe Ivern as well. Maybe you just lock your bans into those and then you just, you know, you trade LeBlanc and, Trist- and, and Jayce and, and all these other picks.
0: Because the weird thing about mate with the Fnatic squad, when they have the real team with the Oscar and Guy in is, if anything in this team, the reason it works now is because it isn't about Humanoid. Like, it actually is about, like, top and AD, and the jungle's fucking mega active. And, like, if anything, Humanoid's a job now actually is just on in. If you just don't we got a real chance of these games. Because I'm with you, mate. Like... It, like I'll, I'll give him props for that a player. That game actually showed me maybe he can play it. I, I've said it on the last weeks. So like, mate, I've watched the best players in the world play Jace. This guy's not one of them. He, like his Jace is yeah. nowhere near the LPL Jace. Like,
1: forget about that. That's not even going. There's to be none made in Europe. The Asian there's it's not the one Jace in Europe that I've is even close that. to like a Knight Jace, a Scout Jace, a Chovy Jace. Like, there's just not anyone. You know says what it is
0: so to me that's like just a domestic draft you are never te- you are never picking that competition international anyway by the way one thing i did want to ask about is do you what do we actually know for worlds like do we know exactly what patch it starts on
1: is it known um i think we know the patch but we don't know what the patch is ah right okay
0: so we don't have a sense yet of like what's going to shift towards i mean wasn't it implied they're gonna like buff assassins as usual something?
1: I I have no idea. I mean, I normally just wait until they actually release the 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 patches, like the actual like notes or what they're planning on doing because I, I hate going through like the oh my god, this is so broken. You like tweet about it, then they just nerf it two days later, and it's like, all right, well, nice, we got some impressions at least. You know, like I'm not trying to. Okay. I, I just want to learn it one time. Like release the patch, I'll study that, and you know we'll go from there.
0: Because is where this episode is a little bit of a bummer. Is mate. All right, let me let me float a theory by you, and I'll see if you buy it or not. Do you think Dylan Falcor? knows his team is so much better and they win all the scrims and they essentially can beat everyone because he's got better players and a better team. And he is intentionally trying to be wacky with experimentation in some of these drafts. Is he doing that and sort of like knowing he can lose a game here? There, Because if they really thought each game they were trying their hardest to draft the best champions, I'm a bit scared for G2 at Worlds, mate. Like, what's your take? Where are you at on that one? Would you buy the theory? Is he experimenting? Does he know he can't lose, essentially? Are these all real drafts, do you think?
1: I think knowing Dylan, like Dylan is a serious guy. He wants to like stomp everyone. He wants yeah. to just win every single game. So I just don't believe he would do something like that. Like I could see like maybe a like more laid back coach w- doing that approach. But I think that or taking that approach. But when I, when I think about his team, I think that his team just has specific champions that they're really good at. And they tried to just make it work together. The yike picks need to go the, 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 picks that he goes for like he goes for these solo queue counterpicks he did the eve in the previous series he did the fiddle in this series it looks terrible and versus a better thing
0: to belveth when it first came out yeah he always has something weird doesn't he
1: i mean i'm down with like a belveth if it makes sense for the game because belveth has like defined strengths but like when you're playing eve or fiddle in some of these games like i thought the eve game was terrible i thought the fiddle game could work but the fiddle game like hey man you can't play it with the class
0: as i can tell right like I'm, I'm with you on that one the eve one was dog shit, though.
1: Yeah, the, the the Fiddle game can work if the top lane matchup isn't played th- as well as Chasey played. Like, I mean, it's just Renekton versus Kled. If the Renekton plays well, you actually are going to need to influence the lane, or You're going to need to, like, protect dives. You're going to have to do something to allow the Kled to, like, survive. And Fiddle wants to just be clearing the jungle, be efficient, hit level 6, and get stuff done. So it just wasn't a, a good timing, I would say, for um the fiddle game matched up with a Kled into a Renekton. Like you would rather play like fiddle Renekton where you don't actually have to care about the Renekton and then like be able to do what you actually want to do on the map. So um, yeah, I would say that, that that's, that's my angle there. But I just think in general, these, these counter picks that he's going for are just not necessary to win. And they don't make sense. Like the, the Tully and the carthus make sense in the context that they're being picked from Razorg. The, this even and, and Fiddle don't make sense. Like the, the Eve game was mega dog shit. I don't know what they're thinking there. But if you look at, at the, the series, both series that G2 played were the same exact series. They stomp game one. Game two, they get stomped with a weird pick. Game three, they look good again. And then game four, they should lose and they end up winning anyway. They played the same series twice. And it's just not a series that instills confidence in me that they're actually a good team. I just don't believe it.
0: I know what you mean. Like, like the way that that fourth game went that you're talking about even does make me think. Like, that just smacks to me as pure speculation on this as someone where you've just won a million scrims against these teams and you think you can win in any scenario. Like, even behind you, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you're not phased by that. But the problem with that is this isn't the dominant team we wanted. Like, this looks like they almost can't lose. That's not the yep. team I want to see go to Worlds. The joke about it all is this, mate. I mean, in part, it's because of Mickey X, but I think in general... I actually do think the one lane that you can actually have any hope for with G2 is bot lane. They can the bot lane can do something in these b o one Swiss system games at World Storm. Like first of all, they have the picks like we're saying they've got a pretty good meta read. They've got they, Mickey X is actually way above the level of a normal Western player in the support position. So I actually think botlane's the one hope I have. The rest of the team it's like, it's just all right. Just all right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just all right. Uh, when I'm watching their games. I think the biggest issue that I have is that like when they when they've ever done anything internationally Caps has been a beast. Yep. And Caps is just playing like average. I mean like sometimes he'll pop off at points in the game, but like he's playing worse all, during a lot of the portions of the game than what i expect out of him like dude, my standards for get are like really high
0: we're not in any way saying he's like this is like craps and he's bad he just the mad thing is he, he cannot think about how yes, this, sentence could nev- this sentence could never have been said in the past dom dude the amount of best of fives i have now seen this year the g2 win where caps sort of didn't really have to do anything is mental He's just like walking through these series, winning them, and some of them are like this. They're winning in like four games, and he still doesn't even have to be close to the best player. I'm with you. He, he was always supposed to be like fucking Anakin Skywalker, like the chosen one who would like fucking give us like a chance against the Asians. That player hasn't been here for like two years now, guys. Like it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean that that that's my biggest issue. That's all it is.
0: Because I even thought as well, like another, another fucking feather to the Mickey Boars, like, mate, and then he just pulls out Lissandra support as well. This guy, it's actually OP as fuck how good this guy. Because remember, the other thing was, when he used to be a beast in the past, it was in the Hillisang vein. It was like on a fresh or a bike or something like that. Mate, this guy just has the whole champion pool. It's ridiculous. It's like he's got the skills of Hillisang, but then like the champion pool of Trimby, like, he's fucking ridiculous. This guy is just cracked. It's yeah, so he pairs really well with once Oh, he's mega. It looks like one of his best synergies ever, mate.
1: Yeah, because Hans Hans allows him so number one like he can play all the aggressive champions because he can play with like Draven or Kalista, but then also Kalista enables all the weird support picks that like yes, shouldn't really be support because they they just die easily or they're like every engage is a suicide, but with Kalista it's not a suicide. Like you can actually engage and trust that you'll you know be able to survive on, on the back end. So I mean, I I definitely think that that's the strength it's just i'm scared about mid jungle right now for g2 and then also one thing that bothers me um is that so like i I obviously talked to like a bunch of the pro players and every pro player i can tell even if they don't say it explicitly i can tell that they're all very surprised by how much worse g2 is on stage than in scrims oh right oh like gods in scrims right yeah like so every time like People are like, oh, like they would never make this mistake in scrims. Like, right. why? What are they doing? Like, uh, you can just tell that that people are very surprised because their scrims are so dominant. Like, every scrim looks like game one of these series is is the pretty much the vibe I get. But on stage, like something tends to go wrong, and they just don't make like they don't like keep the foot on the gas pedal. If they like make a bad play, it seems like they back off a bit. Um, and maybe it could be just that you know enemy teams are more conservative with their leads on stage as opposed to, you know in scrims where you get a lead and you just keep on pushing yourself so maybe that could be part of it as well but the general consensus is that they are just they are just a worse stage team than they are in scrims
0: like to me, what I think highlights the fact that even G2, who like I, I expect to actually easily win this season finals and have been far away the dominant team of the year. This is where people will think I'm a yike here, but I'll just say it like this. Take the exact same G2 team and just put Jankos back on the team instead of selling him and have him instead of yikes spot. Isn't the whole team just better? Like in every regard, like wouldn't they Wouldn't they actually like have a viable chance at Worlds, you know, like they've got the soul lanes they, Like it would just be better. Wouldn't it just be a better
1: team? It depends because if if Caps is playing worse, I don't know if Jankos is a better pairing with him because okay. I feel like Caps' lane phase was like allowing Jankos to be so uh so useful in the games. Whereas if like you have two players that are playing like kind of like slightly weaker mechanically, I don't know if that's going to be the the pairing. Like Yike makes up that like mechanical difference in mid jungle in a lot of games which I think is important. So I I'm not I'm not sold either way. I have to like I would have to like see it. You know, like I wouldn't be confident that they would be a better team.
0: Okay. What about, um, right. Bear in mind, aside from G2, all the rest of the teams, like I say, their draft looks a little bit fucking sus. Like, some of them even look like if the, if the other team figures out the right, like, band, it will actually just fuck their whole comps. For Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think it's just this patch? Are the teams actually, like, limited? Because the problem is, like, like I say, Mad lines on paper look good, but actually, even on even on paper, teams like BDS and Fnatic, it's like, they shouldn't really be the best, should they? Like, they, they, these are just all right lineups, aren't they? Like, that's my other problem going to Worlds, is if things are really drastically different... Are these teams really going to hold up? I don't know about that. I would bet against. I would bet against. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not sold on anyone. I'm not even really sold on G2, but I'm not sold on the rest at all. Like, I don't see how they could win a best of three against an Asian team to qualify into groups. Like, that's the hardest part um, for me. And and G2, it's weird, right? Because like, my problem with G2 is that every series they've played so far, like, I predicted a 3-0 versus BDS. It was a 3-1, but it was, like, an ugly 3-1. It wasn't. It didn't feel clean, like a it. 3-0.
0: It's never clean.
1: And then uh, Mad Lions, I thought it was going to be a 3-0 again, and then it's just, like, a 3-1, another ugly 3-1. It's like, in this finals, like, whoever they play, I'm probably going to predict G2-3-0 because I just think that they're the best team, and I think they have the capability to 3-0. But if I don't see that in finals, it's like, ah, where do you get the confidence from going into Worlds? Like, you don't even get, like, the thing is, maybe... The Asian teams get nerfed by Asian Games because they're literally practicing on a different yes, patch. Like is, yeah. all the best teams are like not only are they mixed up playing with different players, they're also playing on a different patch. So maybe that fucks them. But in terms of like the strength of Europe, I'm I'm scared if G2 doesn't dominate this finals.
0: I mean, I, you can even add in. I know it was a few weeks ago, but dude, there was even that dog shit upper bracket file against Excel where Excel fucking yeah. almost got him. Like, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, people wanted it to be Dom. Like the the way he's supposed to spin this to get hyped about G two is he's supposed to believe because they win all the scrims. They're sort of playing with their food, but they still get together and win. Dude, I don't believe yeah. that. Like, you know, players. I don't think like. That's like some movie script shit. Like maybe some elite Korean team might fuck around at that in a draft sometime. I think these real teams, when you're in an upper bracket final or a season final, they're just doing real drafts they think are good for them and they're just not playing them out well. Like I don't, I don't buy the idea that you just, it's just tie toying with them. Like I think they're actually just playing and they're just, this is just who they are. They just sometimes have really shit, unconvincing games that look really yeah. un, not clean, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, students, I don't think any team's, team's doing that.
0: That they won all the scrims, therefore they don't think they can lose. And but they're not wrong. They don't lose. But I agree. There's like the idea you can't ever predict this teams to just win three zero and have them do it like legit. It's like what? Like they should. They should. I would have thought. No joke. If you go back in time now, before we know the result. Like you say, all these series should be 3-0, three, 3-0 zero. Three, zero XL, 3-0 XL when you replay them, 3-0 easy when you play fucking Mad BD. Lions, 3-0 BD. The idea you're giving up any games to these, and as you say, and that's, that's the other thing, you crucially said it, they don't even just give up a game. There's always a game they do win that they should lose. There's always one like that, which is like, I mean, mate, you could even go back to Summit, they should have lost to fucking Coy. Remember when they were having those games where early on they're just bleeding kills? Like, yeah, it, this team—it's—it's it's crazy because like when they win the season finals, they have all the hallmarks of being dominant. I mean, I even do sort of agree, even though I don't think they have the three best players in the NBA. Braceway, all of their players in theory are among the top three at their role. This is a rare time where I'll give them that. Like, I do think they all deserve like that status. Now, sure, for people like Caps, they'd be third. I wouldn't have them first, but I do think though, the team on paper is really good. But fuck, where is the actual real dominance? Like you say, we don't see scrims. Maybe they are the best in scrims, but in actual real games, they just look a bit sus, even when it's going well. Yep. One thing I'll give them is at least, at least when they have like the awesome early game, they can close the game pretty well. They're way better than the other European teams for that. I'll give Mm -hmm. them that. My problem there is, and I know you know this, Dom, it's probably been talked to death on every talk show, is Everyone knows the team that that scares me of, Dom. Is the last thing I want, actually. I'm unlike fans. You know, when they're like, oh, it's brilliant, they get ahead in lane and maybe they can win off that. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's called all the great TSM teams in fucking history. The last thing you want if you want to watch international play is, oh, we win, Dom, because we just like get ahead in all our lanes and ahead in see it Like it's be better gonna, than them. It's not going to happen, is it, against fucking the LPL teams? Like, you are not going to have two lanes ahead every game. Like, that ain't going to happen for you. So, if that's your win condition, how are you ever going to activate it? Like, good luck getting Giga stomping some LPL top later. Like, you're not going to get that game one against Mad Lions, against any of the Asian teams, mate. Like, you know what? When we talk about the specific, L- like, LCK, i sound like the biggest Doran hater of all time. Mate, Doran will hold up fine against these teams. He'll be, I, In fact, if you look at the finals, it can even be good. Like, he's not going to get the shit that fucking he Ch- had done, done to him. He's not going to dive under the tower and just gift you, like, free kills early in the game. Like, you play some yeah. real League of Legends, guys. He's just not the best carry top player, that's all.
1: He's still a good player. Oh, like, D- Doran will <laughs> win that matchup. Like, like Doran will literally yeah. just win the jax Cassante matchup. I, I would think. Like he plays a lot of Jax. Like that that was even though like he doesn't look on the same level of Jax as like Keen when he was having his good yes. games or like bin, Ale, like all these other really good Jax players. He got good enough at the champion where he's gonna play the matchup correctly. Like he understands what he needs to do in order to win the matchup. Just didn't look like I mean, just didn't look like Chasey had ever played the matchup before. <laughs> like it looked like he was first timing. Oh, it was outrageous. It really is. It was horrible. The other thing
0: as well, I actually do worry about in that scenario is like, right. I'll tell you what, what this is the reason why you might notice, even when I big up people like Mac, who I do think is clearly a good coach. If you look at what a coach should have in the checklist, I mean, the results show it. If you look at like essentially all the like different interviews, it's implied. The one area I do have a problem with though is I do think he does come off like a player's coach where like they all love his vibe and he's like gives people a lot of space and room. Like I get the vibe, no joke though, that the problem with that sort of coach is they're not the dick coach. Like, you know those stories about people like Bill Belichick where like even if yeah. you win the game, bro, they like bring up all your mistakes and show you making like a really bad play in a clip. I get the vibe, like people like Chasey just get a pass, mate. I, I can't... There's no way people are on this guy's arse about the mistakes he's making because yeah. it's the end of the season, guys. Like, if this is the first split, fine. These are okay mistakes to make. This is just who this guy is now. Like, they're clearly... I think they just live with it. I think they just go, oh, well, and just forget about it. I, don't, I can't believe anyone's bringing up these mistakes to him or showing him and asking him what he's doing. What the fuck are they doing in scrims, mate?
1: Yeah. I mean... It's one of those things where it feels like they're more concerned with keeping the environment intact yes. rather than like trying to break through to another level of gameplay. Yes.
0: Which is also why I don't like it in this particular case. Because I do feel like the problem with the Madline squad is, like I say, I actually don't think any of the players are bad. I think that, especially for LEC level, they're all average above average, probably. But the issue I have is I mate, mean, it's so it's too it's way too fucking explosive a style. If you know what I mean, like I don't. think There's no consistency to this team. Like, how can I even rely? I don't even think they know what they're gonna do in a game, mate. I think they have a vague idea, and then I think people just make plays, and they just hope that like, you know the three people making a play make a play that sort of makes sense together, and then you win that fight. Like, I, and by the way, the, the biggest joke of all, this will show you if you watched all of this year of Best Damn League Show. is like I said earlier. At the end, despite the fact he's one of my whipping boys, I have to give it up to Carson he probably was the best Mad Lions player this year. He's even someone I might even have put in that category earlier of MVP. Like, he's actually probably was the best player for the whole year for Mad Lions, and the main reason why they had a chance to win games. Like, is that, This actually is the team that fits his style somehow, so that aspect, I'll give him full marks.
1: I agree. Yeah, he's he started hit. being way more consistent. He started being way more consistent, like, with his leads, and he just plays good almost every game. He plays well almost every game, which wasn't a, a fact before, so, Yeah. I, I 100 percent agree.
0: By the way, you, we said it earlier. But let's just get some brief thoughts. What do you think will make Mad Lions beat Fnatic? What's the main edge they have?
1: I mean, if I were to think about it, I just think that they're a more complete team. Because, like, I, when you watch Fnatic's games, like they just have these like these big mistakes, and it feels like Mad Lions is like relatively solid. I mean, they were they were able to put together like two good games against G two, which is more than most, I would say. Um, even game three, I would say, was like more competitive than. Um. yeah, it was more competitive than, it, than I guess it had any right to be. like Up until Cap started getting all those kills, Like it looked like Mad was in a pretty good position. I think that they can get into those positions a lot easier than Fnatic can. Like When you think about Fnatic, I, I think that Fnatic is also restricted in draft. I mean, we have to see what happens with the Tristana, like Karthus, Talia thing, if we just start seeing Tristana bans and if that limits everything else. um, I just think that Mad Lions has more they have less holes in their gameplay. They're more consistent of a team. And I think that Fnatic has potential to be figured out.
0: Because I'm also going to take my lines to win that one. Like I said about Fnatic, they're just too hit or miss for me. And the pro- the other thing is, like, look, they're all going to Worlds now, so it doesn't really matter. It's like I can deny them go to Worlds, but like, I if I, after G two, I have to believe if I want to believe LEC has a chance, that like, for example, there's a Hillisang angle at Worlds, or if you give Kazi the right comp, he has a chance in the game. Like, essentially, I have to put a lot of my eggs in the fucking Mad Lions basket, which I also hate, because internationally, all the versions of Mad Lions just shit the bed, don't they? Like, it's just reality, we've all seen it. There's basically that one year, 2021, where they were good at Worlds, that's it. Every other time, they semi-shit the bed, don't they? So, what do you want from me? What do you want, boys? (laughs) But anyway, we've yeah. obviously got one last episode of the Best Damn League show. I don't actually know exactly which day it'll be. We'll find out on that one because I have to figure out the schedule. But obviously, we'll be back for that to close it out. And then after that, it'll just be shows like summoning inside insight powers by Except for World. So shout out to everyone who watches. Goodbye. <laughs>